for September the 22nd, 2020. This is Tobito Talks Games, episode 192. So we've had about a week uh, with Sendikar Rising uh, by now, I think. Um, and uh, uh, it's interesting seeing, uh, seeing all these new cards and new decks. Um, New combinations and it's it's uh, <clears throat> especially apparent now uh, after the uh, renewal season as well, with uh, so many so many of the mainstays being being moved into historic. Um, it feels like a lot of people are experimenting uh, quite a bit, and uh, I'm seeing new decks uh, pretty much uh, constantly. There are some uh, that um, are really uh, more prevalent than others. Um, I'm thinking of uh, like the mutate decks and the adventure temer decks um, are are uh, are uh, still uh, pretty uh, um, are common uh, common decks and and. Uh, uh, Text that uh, you see a lot, um, <clears throat> as well as uh, like the life, uh, life slash uh, damage decks using uh, like uh, the speaker of heavens and uh, veto thorn of dusk rose, and um, <clears throat> you see quite a lot of those as well uh, with indulgent uh, patrician. Uh, being the the telltale sign that you you're meeting one of these decks usually, um, but uh, yeah, um, I haven't really found my footing yet. Um, I feel like my uh, my usual um, go to decks are now in historic, where they're meeting uh, a lot more competition, um, and it's um, it's harder to to progress. Um, and uh, in in standard, uh, I feel I haven't really found uh, any. Well, I have a few decks that I like that work fairly well, but but none that are um, on the level of my my most successful ones uh, yet. Um, <clears throat> but um, yeah, I've been experimenting quite a lot and. Um, and trying to to really uh, find um, what works. Um, been jumping back and forth between historic and standard. Uh, last few days, I've I've been focusing on on historic really, because um, there's a, a few really fun uh, new uh, artifact cards, and um, I since I've been experimenting with Ugindex uh, um, with a a focus on on colorless um, uh, uh, cards. Um, I've been uh, uh, really interested in seeing what what comes out uh, um, uh, of these. Uh, of course, the twenty one, of course, the twenty twenty one, and uh, uh, Syndicate Rising um, that will fit into that uh, mold. Um, so, um, one card that, um, I, I immediately realized that, uh, I need to have in this deck, uh, 
is the Forsaken Monument, which is a Seneca Rising uh, card. Um, <clears throat> it's a um, legendary artifact for five, and uh, it uh, reads colorless creatures you control get plus two plus two. Whenever you tap a permanent for uh, colorless mana, add an additional colorless mana. And whenever you cast a colorless spell, you gain two life. So this is a really, really uh, um, uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, 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 a uh, I, I can't imagine playing an artifact deck without this. Uh, although I haven't see, met one yet, um, which I find interesting. Could be that, uh, I mean, I just discovered it uh, uh, yesterday, I think, or the day before. Um, so maybe other people just haven't had time to, to incorporate it, uh, or haven't realized that um, how powerful this is. But, I mean, I mean there, there, that's three really great... Um, and well-fitting um, bonus or um, uh, like features of this card, uh, giving all your colorless creatures a plus two plus two is is uh, huge, uh, especially that it's colorless and not artifact, uh, meaning that it will boost uh, your Ugin the ineffable um, uh, spirits that he creates, um, <clears throat> which is uh, really great. Um, but then uh, also um, getting an additional mana for every mana source that produces colorless mana is also uh, huge in this type of deck where you're uh, trying to get uh, Ugin the Spirit Dragon out as soon as possible. And this just completely alleviates uh, that issue. I mean, you, you cast a... Uh, um, Oh, what's the name of it? Uh, the Palladium Mirror on turn three. Turn five, you have five mana. You cast the Forsaken Monument. And uh, turn six, you're going to be able to put out an Ugin, no doubt, uh, as long as you have uh, the Mirror and uh, just one more um, one more source that, that'll produce uh, colorless mana. Um, <clears throat> Of course, it also helps with uh, anything else that you're, you have in this deck, um, uh, like the uh, the ineffable, again uh, the ineffable as well, and um, uh, well, just being able to pump out uh, more cards really. So uh, that's that's really great. Also, I've been uh, I've I have a couple of my maze mind uh, tomes in this deck, and. Um, uh, I, I've noticed that uh, I usually just scry with them because I don't have the mana, uh, or I don't uh, keep the mana um, to be able to to pull a card with it. Uh, usually, scrying is is uh, good enough of a feature because it allows you to control what you're going to pull next turn. Um, but now with the um, with the Forsaken Monument in play, uh, I tend to have that extra mana, and I can actually get that extra card instead from the Maze Mind Tome, which is uh, really great. Um, also, I came across, as I was playing in Historic, I came across a player um, who had a um, had a, uh, a Karn, 
Uh, let's see, what, what's the name of that card? Uh, where is it? I think this is this list that I have in front of me is not updated. Um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the uh, one of the Karn um, uh, plane markers. Um, I uh, uh, hadn't. Uh, um, I've ha I haven't had uh, one of them at all. Um, either one of them. Uh, any copies of either one of them. Um, so. Um, I just, well, haven't really bothered about uh, trying to, to to get one or, or create a deck around it. I wasn't planning on getting one because uh, I thought, uh, well, this is a, a War of the Spark card. Um, don't want to waste my um, <clears throat> wild cards on that. But uh, I found found this the, this play uh, that uh, one of my opponents did. Um, so intriguing that uh, I just had to incorporate this in my deck as well. So it's Karn the Great Creator, a uh, legendary planeswalker for uh, colorless, um, for four. And it has a, uh, a passive ability of uh, uh, artifacts, abilities of artifacts your opponent's control can't be ac uh, activated. Which is a nice little bonus, uh, nothing I play uh, with all that much. I do have um, one insta instance where I do um, uh, use that um, to my advantage, um, which is, um, let me bring that up. Um, I have a uh, Wish Claw Tasman, which is that uh, artifact that lets you uh, it costs one black and one, and it uh, uh, enters the battlefield with three counters on it. And you can pay um, one mana to remove a counter and search your library for a card. Uh, then put it, put that card into your hand and shuffle your library. And then uh, an opponent gains control of uh, Wishclaw Talisman. So, um, forcing your opponents to, or, or um, denying your opponents the ability to then use that uh, card is, is uh, gets you a uh, demonic. Uh, uh, it's not demonic tutor. What's it called? Uh, I always forget the name of that. Uh, anyway, the tutor, um, uh, grim tutor, I think it is. Um, yeah, it gets you pretty much one of those uh, on the cheap without paying for it with uh, lives. So um, anyway, I, um, uh, that's not what I was. Uh, that was a a, a, um, uh, not what, what I was going to talk about. But uh, uh, anyway, back to Karn, the great creator. So it has this passive ability, and it then has the ability to. Turn one of your non-creature uh, non artifacts into a creature with the power and uh, toughness equal to that uh, converted mana cost uh, for one turn. Um, and then also, and that's a plus one ability, and it has a minus two um, loyalty ability, uh, which allows you to uh, choose an artifact uh, from your sideboard. Um, and put it into your hand. So anyway, what I did, what I, 
the the play that I was uh, so uh, impressed with was that uh, this player had um, previously um, played, um, I think, Tesseret, uh, which had for, uh, brought down the uh, casting cost of his artifacts. He played a Karn, um, and then from his uh, sideboard, he pulled a um, Guardian Guardians of Coilos uh, is the card, which is a um, historic card. Um, it costs five uh, colors to play, artifact creature. It's a construct, and it, the text reads, when Guardians of uh, Coilos enters the battlefield, you may return another target historic permanent you control to its owner's hand. So, what he did was... Um, he used the Karn to pull the Guardian of Coilos uh, from... Uh, I shouldn't say he, he might have been a she, I don't remember. Uh, I'll say they um, pulled a Guardian of Coilos from their um, sideboard. <clears throat> was able to play it, I think, for free or for pretty much free uh, because of uh, the Tesseret. Um, which bounced, he used to bounce, or she, he, they, <laughs> used to bounce uh, Karn, uh, replayed Karn for free, at, uh, pulling another guardian of Corlos um, uh, from their sideboard and kept repeating for uh, all four copies uh, and then finished up with uh, pulling out uh, some some other card. I think it might have been Ugin Spirit Dragon or something. But... Uh, so all the while, each one of these is bringing down the uh, uh, the casting cost uh, of of um, uh, future um, planeswalkers and and creatures, because you have uh, of course uh, Tesseret um, <clears throat> gives all your creatures and planeswalkers a affection uh, or affinity to for artifacts, meaning that. Uh, uh, the cost of of um, uh, cost of casting creatures and, and planeswalkers is reduced by one for each artifact you have in play. So uh, this just uh, pretty much uh, quickly um, takes down the casting cost to zero. So um, yeah, he just uh, played all those five, and, and I was pretty much just uh, dead. Uh, um, uh, he just had, a, or they had uh, just too much to to. For me to handle, and uh, of course this was the same uh, when I did this play. I, I uh, successfully uh, pulled this off as well, and uh, the opponent just uh, gave up. Uh, it's uh, the equivalent of playing Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Um, so um, yeah, so that was a, a pretty nice um, little bonus to this deck, um, having both Corn and uh, in this combination, and then also. Um, <clears throat> Uh, the Forsaken Monument. Um, so I've been playing uh, this deck uh, quite a lot today and uh, had um, a, a certain um, degree of success. Uh, it's um, it's not uh, fantastic in any way. Um, um, the win rate is still pretty low. Um, and I think that's Due to the fact that I'm in diamond, uh, meeting a lot of, of competition, um, 
if I look at my um, uh, uh, versions, uh, since I, I switched this up, uh, putting in, what I did was I, I um, uh, let's see, if I have that, um, I've been experimenting back and forth with, with some other cards in there as well. But when I put in card uh, and uh, um, um, I put in Karn in the main deck as well as uh, uh, Crawling Barons, um, which um, is a land, uh, a gold land, which allows you to. Um, uh, turn turn it into a uh, an elemental uh, for a turn, but uh, and then it's also a colorless land. I uh, put that in, and the guild mages form, which is also uh, produces uh, a colorless mana, or you can uh, uh, convert colorless mana into uh, uh, a color of your choice. Um, so I put those in. I removed my me uh, meteor golem, uh, castle Ventress, and swamp. And um, in my sideboard, I put in a shadow spear, uh, wish claw talisman, uh, lithoform engine, uh, which is um, actually I should mention that as well. Lith lithoform uh, engine is also a new card for Syndicar Rising. A another <coughs> mythic rare. Costs uh, uh, four colorless. It's a legendary artifact, and it has three abilities. You can copy a target, uh, activated or triggered ability uh, that you control um, for two mana, and tap it. Or for three mana, you can copy an instance of sorcery spell that you control. Uh, or for four mana, you can copy a permanent spell uh, that you control. So, I mean. This takes uh, quite a bit of mana, unless you have, uh, uh, well, it does in any case. Um, but uh, those uh, uh, abilities are, are pretty uh, pretty great, uh, being able to copy uh, all those. Um, I think I actually copied a Ugin the Spirit Dragon when I had gotten to the point where it was pretty much free, uh, so I just paid for the copy. <laughs> um, so that's a, that's a pretty uh, powerful car I put in there. Um, I put in a Mystic Forge um, just to fill out the sideboard. Um, could come in handy. I actually I pulled one at one point uh, out, and that's that uh, uh, artifact costs four colorless, and it reads: You may look at the top card of your library at any time, and you may cast the top card of your library if it's an artifact card or a colorless. Uh, non-land card. And you can pay one life to exile the top card of your library. So it's a nice way of uh, of uh, being able to play some extra cards and uh, and and keep uh, 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 an eye out on uh, what's coming up. Uh, I have that. Of course, the four Guardians of Koilos. I have one Bola Citadel, one Sphinx of the Guild Pack, and one cauldron of eternity. Um, so with those changes, um, 
I, I increased my uh, win rate to 57%. I won four matches, lost three. So, I mean, not, not great uh, so far, um, but uh, definitely not bad. So uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, so that's a, that's a deck I've, I've definitely have, have had a lot of fun playing uh, these last couple of days. I've been experimenting some more with the different different decks. Um, I uh, actually made another ancient artifacts deck as well, or ancient artifacts, but another um, artifact deck um, also um, um, with the um, like kind of idea that uh, that. Uh, to, to play on on the fact that you can get uh, them pretty much down to to being uh, free so I thought uh, um, if I could somehow combine uh, song of creation with the uh, with uh, tesseret uh, giving bringing down the cost of artifacts to zero more or less or actually creatures and and uh, uh, planeswalkers with the with the help of of artifacts um then that that could be really uh, a powerful combination as well um and uh so i started messing around and uh i i have had a not not a huge success with it um definitely not in any of my song creation it's one of those Song creation is, is a card that you either either you just uh, uh, crash and burn <laughs> trying to to get it to work, uh, or you just uh, it just takes off and and uh, you uh, more or less uh, just uh, steamroll your opponent. So, um, but the idea was to be able to play Tesseret and. Um, and then uh, bring down the costs of my artifacts and then play a song creation and just uh, keep pulling uh, artifacts um, with song creation and just playing them pretty much for free. Um, the way I've done with my other, my discard uh, song creation deck where, uh, but in that case I was using these uh, uh, cards that cost X uh, and just not paying any mana just to trigger song creation. But here, I actually want to not pay anything, but still um, get uh, get those cards into play, uh, those artifact cards uh, for uh, no mana. So um, <clears throat> um, I, I, I um, of course need the tesseret and song creation. Um, so that. Uh, <laughs> already makes it a four color deck um so i thought well okay i have mostly uh artifacts besides that so though they don't care about the color of the mana so that that uh, should be doable um and um also um what i wanted to do was uh if, if i'm able to push out a whole bunch of artifacts 
I really want to be able to finish off uh, the opponent on the same turn because what tends to happen with Sun Creation uh, decks that I've made is that um, as you're trying to ramp into getting that uh, combo in, in play, usually you have to take a lot of hits and you, if you're lucky, um, you'll get your combo going just on pretty much the last turn before your enemy is gonna uh, squash you. <laughs> so um, you really want to get um, um, well, where was I going with that? <laughs> um, um, yeah, you, you really want to be able to finish them off on the same turn. So I created a deck I called uh, Artisan Creation and um, actually have a win rate of 75 to 1 in just play, uh, which is pretty good. Uh, of course, that's just four matches, so three wins, one loss. But uh, still, uh, it's a good uh, uh, it's a good start. Um, <clears throat> I have, of course, I have four Stone Cold Serpents, which is, uh, I mean, they're great uh, in any case because you can pay whatever you happen to have on hand. But then, uh, once you have a Tesseret in play. Um, and you've got your uh, affinity artifacts going, uh, you can get uh, uh, the serpents into play for for uh, zero or close to zero and still have a, a pretty powerful um, creature. Uh, so for, for those three ginger brutes, um, three maze mind tome, which is, uh, I think, uh, well, I, I, my plan is, or my thought is that that is really necessary or, or needed um, to, to be able to set up this combo uh, and get the right cards. Uh, two chromatic lanterns, so I can uh, turn my mana into whatever color I need. Uh, three crystalline giant, which is, uh, of course, uh, kind of part of the backbone um, of the artifact deck, uh, uh, the brutes uh, that I need to, to actually uh, fight my enemies. Uh, Palladium Mirror, of course, four of those um, to help the ramp of, of, um, of mana. Uh, I have Karn in here as well for the same combo as the other deck and the Lithoform engine um, that's in the main deck here. Um, don't remember exactly what my plan was with that, but uh, three song creation, uh, forsaken monument, of course, two of those. Um, then I have Perforus, um, Perforus bronze. What's it called? Um, Perforus bronze blooded, and that card is uh, in here just for the sake of um, giving all my uh, creatures haste. And of course, haste uh, doesn't just help them attack immediately. It also helps. Um, um, with being able to tap them for to use their abilities, um, especially the Palladium Mirror, being able to get that mana, use that mana immediately when I play them is could be really really powerful. Um, but of course, Perforos also allows me to put uh, an artifact or red creature into play uh, for one turn. And since I'm planning on on finishing this turn, that's hopefully all I need. Uh, of course, I don't have all that many uh, cards that are more expensive that I would uh, 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 play that way. So, uh, probably not very useful. 
Um, of course, I have Ugin the Ineffable, three of those to bring down the costs. Um, Tesseret, three of those. Ugin the Spirit Dragon, I have two in here, um, since I need to make space for some other things. Then I have a bunch of lands of different calibers, and uh, I'm really liking these new lands that they introduced with um, uh, with the Sendikar, which are either or of two different colors. Uh, and uh, um, so, so those are really nice. I have a few of those, and you can just uh, turn them into whatever you need. Uh, 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 as you play them. And I also have a bunch of the thriving uh, lands from uh, Jumpstart, uh, which is also uh, good in this deck. And four Unknown Shores, which of course can uh, transform into any mana that I need, but then also it has that colorless, which I can uh, boost up with the, uh, uh, with the Forsaken Monument. So, um, yeah, um, like I said, I've, I've had uh, pretty good success, although uh, uh, don't have all that much to go on at the moment, but uh, uh, we'll see. Um, actually, I have, I have two different versions. Um, uh, no, no, it's actually just one. But uh, anyway, I think I'm gonna um, uh, shut up now. <laughs> uh, this is uh, going longer than I, I actually probably have time for. So, um, but that's a little update on, on my uh, artifact decks uh, post Sendikar Rising. <laughs>